it. So this is for my daughter, Leah. This is for her science. She's already in grade five. We're doing A Wonderful World by Emery Lewis Ho. So I hope that you forgive me that there's background noise because I am recording from a public place. But if this helps you in any way with your academics, then I'm glad. I'm glad you're listening in. Is your child having a hard time understanding literature? I hope to be able to help. By reading it out to him, I hope it becomes relatable, understandable, and more raw and real. Discover amazing worlds of classical literature with me. Lesson 28, Skyland and Cloudland. Who covers thyself with light as with a garment? Who stretchest out the heavens like a curtain? Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters? Who maketh the clouds his chariot? Who walketh upon the wings of the wind? Psalms 104, 2 and 3. Ah, there come the helpers who will bake our bread, cook our dinner, and clean our clothes cried father as he dropped the camp axe against the big pile of wood he and Don had just cut for the oven and the evening campfire. Where? asked Don, eagerly looking up the trail that led into the camp. I see no one coming. Not that way, laughed father. This way. And he pointed to the sky. What? Coming by airplane? queried Don in great surprise as he craned his neck to scan the sky. No, no, boy, <laughs> chuckled father. I mean those big white clouds that are just beginning to show over the hill. Now, father, objected Don, you have told me plenty of wonder tales that I know are true. But, but I do not see how clouds can bake bread or cook meals, though. He added more slowly. They might help us clean our clothes. I think I know what father means, said Ruth, from her seat on a big log where she was busily stripping the outer husks from the roasting ears. You're thinking of the big powerhouses we saw on our way up to these hills, aren't you, Father? And of the electric oven and the electric washer at home? Of course, cried Don. The clouds will turn to rain, and the river will carry it down to the power plant. You did, catching me napping that time, Father. How high are those clouds, Father? asked Ruth. Father looked up at the fleecy white clouds, piling higher and higher every minute. They are cumulus clouds, replied Father, and are probably about a mile high. That is the average height for that type of cloud. If they turn to cumulonimbus clouds, the form we sometimes speak of as a thunderhead, they may grow till they are three miles from base to summit. Oh, Father, those big names, cried Ruth. Oh, those aren't hard words, scoffed Don. Not if you know Latin. Cumulus means heap. And I think it's just the name for those big puffy clouds that look like heaps of white wool. And nimbus means, it means, Father, I'm afraid I've forgotten just what it does mean. Look off to the north, directed Father. That low dark cloud is a typical nimbus cloud. How does it look? Oh, it must be raining there, cried Ruth. You can see the long streaks from the bottom of the cloud. Yes, agreed Father. It is raining, and that will help you to remember what Nimbus means. Rain cloud. 
You see, it will not be hard at all. I heard Grandfather talk of a mackerel sky. What does he mean by that, Father? Asked Don. Yes, and mares' tails too, added Ruth. I think that is a funny cloud name. There are no clouds of that kind in the sky today, said Father. But I'm sure I can explain so you'll understand. Have you ever seen thin, feathery bands of cloud floating in the sky? Oh yes, cried Ruth. They were all spread out like little bits of wool or like flying hair. Exactly, said Father. Those are cirrus clouds. And cirrus is another Latin word meaning tuft or ringlet. The cirrus clouds are much higher, usually than the cumulus clouds. They are generally as high as the top of Mount Everest. Five miles? exclaimed Don, recalling his geography very promptly. Yes, just about that, agreed Father. When such clouds spread out in bands, they are often spoken of as mare's tails, because, as you suggest, they look like masses of flying air. They are formed of ice crystals, and when the light of sun or moon shines through them, they make rings or halos. The mackerel sky is often a combination of cirrus and cumulus clouds, and generally comes in fine weather. The mackerel sky will show all sorts of lovely cloud formations and may cover a large part of the sky with the clouds in orderly ranks and rows. But the cumulus clouds make the prettiest sky pictures, said Ruth. Serious for me, said Don, decidedly, especially when they are all pink and yellow and violet at sunset. Father, why are some clouds pink and some violet, while others are white? asked Ruth. It is all due to another Skyland helper of which we seldom think, answered Father. It is the dust in the air that gives the clouds their color. Do you mean the dust is colored? asked Ruth, puzzled. No, no, not that, smiled Father. I mean that the tiny particles of dust in the air break up the light rays and scatter them. And that gives the lovely colors we enjoy so much. The reds of a brilliant sunset just mean that the rays have to struggle through denser, closer air and that the long red rays of light are sifted out of the other rays. My professor at the school says that dust makes the sky blue. Is that true, Father? asked Don. Yes, answered Father. If there were no dust particles in the air, the sky would look nearly as black as it does at night, and the sun and the stars would shine so brightly that we would be glad to shield our eyes from the glare. Whoever supposed that dust was a helper, mused Ruth. I have not yet told you of another very important way in which dust helps, said Father. Some wise men made certain interesting experiments a number of years ago, and they proved that dews, fogs, and gentle rains are the rule rather than floods and torrents, just because of dust. Each little particle of dust becomes a core or center around which a drop of water vapor condenses or turns back to its water form. They tell us that if there were no dust at all in the air, the earth might even become so barren we could not live on it. Don looked startled. Is there any danger of that? he asked. 
Where does the dust come from? From a great many sources, answered father. Salt is blown from the ocean spray. Sand is blown from the desert. Meteorites that come our way help too. Ashes from volcanoes supply dust also. When a huge volcano near Java was active, it was figured that a vast amount of dust was thrown off in an eruption. Some of it must have traveled around the earth three times before it finally disappeared. And for about three years, the sunsets in the temperate regions where the dust was found were wonderful in color. The dust from city streets counts too, I suppose, said Don. Yes, and the soot from factories, as well as the dust rising from plowed fields. Even the flowers add their bit through the pollen which the wind scatters, said father. Then we must count the wind as another helper, said Don. Of course, said Ruth. The wind keeps up the clouds and gives them their lovely shape, doesn't it, father? The wind helps to form the clouds, agreed father. But there are many other causes for cloud formation, as there are many other cloud forms than those we've talked of. It's not easy to explain why clouds take the shapes they do. The wind has its part to play, though, or we should have no rains on the land. What's the difference between a fog and a cloud, father? Asked Ruth. A fog is just a low cloud, one that rests on or near the earth, replied father. The warm air from the land blows over the sea and becomes chilled. Then the water vapor that is in the air turns back to its water form, or condenses, as we say, and shows as fog. The clouds in the sky show because the water vapor has turned back to its water form, high above the earth, when it met a cool layer of air. But if the water vapor turns back to its water form, why does it not fall as rain? Query Dawn. The water in fog or clouds, replied father, is in such tiny drops that it is more correct to think of them as droplets. You've seen the steam form in wee drops on a cold window pane, have you not? Oh yes, father, cried Ruth. And when there was ever so much of it, the tiny drops ran into one another and made streams of water down the glass. That is very much the same as happens in the clouds. In summer, we get rain. In winter, when the change to the water form takes place below freezing point, we get sleet or snow from the clouds and frost on the ground instead of dew. And hail? asked Ruth. It hails in summer. Hail is jolly rain that froze, said father. Large hailstones seem to be made up of layers. Probably the hailstones have been carried up and down by different currents of air and have so had one layer after another added to them. I don't believe we can call hail a helper, said Ruth doubtfully. Doesn't it often hurt crops? Sometimes it does cut and ensure grain, said father. But this does not happen so very often. Probably the hail helps more than it harms, and if we cannot quite understand it, we can remember that the psalmist wrote about all these helpers. Praise Jehovah from the earth, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling his word. Oh, that's a lovely verse, father, cried Ruth. 
are there any more verses in the Bible about our helpers? Yes, indeed, replied Father. You may look for them tonight, but I will give you one more now. I know that Jehovah is great, who causeth the vapors to ascend from the earth, in the seas and in all deeps, who maketh lightnings for the rain, who bringeth forth the wind out of his treasuries. We must learn them, Ruth, said Don. And then I mean to write them under my cloud pictures in our Good Times book when we get home. That'll be fine, said Father, and you will have a good time hunting out other verses too. There are some grand descriptions of clouds and storms in the Bible. Something to do. Number one, find or draw pictures or take photographs of clouds of different shapes. Mount them and write the name of each under the picture. Number two, find a poem called The Cloud, written by Percy B. Shelley. Learn to read it well.